The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Maggie Power, real estate broker with Real People Realty. Maggie, I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. What a delight. What a blessing. Um, getting to know you, talking for as much as we have about everything but real estate at this point. But what a fascinating story you have. Um, why don't we start by just saying you know, where you're from originally and where, where you grew up? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, South Side girl. Um, grew up around the Archer and Harlem area. I'm the youngest of eight kids. Wow. Five brothers, two sisters, and uh, my dad was a fireman. Mom was a teacher, seamstress, you know. Chicago. Like Chicago, Chicago through and through. Yep. Right? Like hardworking. Um, that's amazing. I can see where, you know, you get a lot of those great qualities from. And as we were talking, not the easiest life for you growing up, um, which I do want to get into because I know there's a lot of wisdom in that. But just kind of getting into real estate, the real estate part, you've only been doing this for the last uh, four or five years or so, right? Yep. I'm going to be starting my fourth year in real estate this year. That's so awesome. Now, prior to that, a whole career, um, 25 years, right? Yes. That, that uh, you were forced kind of uh, into making a, a life change. Tell me about the, the corporate experience and how you got into real estate. Yeah. So um, I worked in the finance industry for corporate lawyers uh, about 25 years and our company was bought out. And so there were a lot of layoffs. So in 2018, um, it was my turn. You know, 13 of us got let go that day. And um, I was actually okay with that. I was tired of kind of doing that train downtown every single day. So um, I started working with my cousins who are home renovators. They flip houses for a living and they said, why don't you come work with us for a little bit until you decide what you want to do? And in doing that, that's when I decided that I wanted to do real estate. That's so awesome. I mean, flipping houses is kind of like, you know, every, what everyone's want to do, whether it be flip houses, invest in them. Um, how did that or how has that helped you uh, in your career? What, what did you learn? What did you take away from that that got you excited about pursuing it full time? Wow. Well, I just loved, first of all, the, all the transformation that they would have, like from a house that they would buy that was kind of not in great condition and how they would just turn it around and make it beautiful, you know, and that the value that they would get um, in all of the work that they did and just seeing it through from start to finish it just gave me a lot of information um, and interest in real estate and in houses and um, home values and those things like that. Yeah. And as we were talking earlier, one of the things you said was just how um, it's not been easy, right, in terms of starting your own business. And here was something that you were doing for 25 years and getting into real estate and having to, to really start something from scratch, right? But yet, as we uncovered that was that you're used to struggle and overcoming adversity and kind of going back to, um, you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing, just being a little vulnerable in terms of what you had gone through growing up, some of those challenges and, you know, how that perseverance part of you has really come through since 
a very young age that to hear you say something like real estate is tough is like, wow, that, that, that there's a there's a lesson to be learned in that. But yeah, tell me a little bit about growing up and some of those challenges that you've overcome. Sure. Um, so like I said, I'm the youngest of eight and my parents were amazing parents. They were very involved in the church. My dad was a deacon um, in the Catholic church and they were always actively involved in church um, constantly. So they were, I was always with them. And my dad used to go visit sick people, you know, and bring them communion. And he would go um, pray with people and stuff like that. And he would bring me with because as firemen, they don't work every day. So he's like on two, a day off, two sure, days, sure. whatever. So um, I spent a lot of time with him and um, just got raised in the church that way. But uh so my parents were, to me, they were a little bit older when I was born. I'm the youngest of eight. Sure. So um, they both got sick and they had cancer and heart problems. And I was nine years old when my father passed away. And I was then 12 years old when my mother passed away. And that was a really, really hard time. I can imagine. You know, and for me and my family. Um, but... They were so good that they left their mark. They left their mark in me, and they left their mark in our in my, in my family. And we are strong. You know what I mean? We're a strong family because of the parents that we had. Um, so it was a lot to get through. It was a lot to get over. Um, get over. I don't know if you actually ever get over no, it, but just to heal and uh, to accept you know, to accept a life that you have to live now, you know, as an orphan, essentially an orphan. So. And not just that, but also your sister as well, right? If you don't mind sharing. Yes. And uh, when I was 16 years old, uh, one of my sisters committed suicide. So after my parents passed away, my oldest sister, she's 16 years older than me. She became the guardian of three of us. We were um, all under 18. There were three of us under 18. So she had become the guardian she was just newly married. Wow. Um, so that, that was a real struggle for her. You know, she was just starting her life. She was 27. She was just starting her life with her husband, and now she's got her three teenage siblings to take care of, you know, so that was a little rough. Um, I started to become a little bit rebellious at that age, and I did get sent to boarding school because wow. they needed to get me out of here. You know, they were like, we got to get her out of here. <laughs> so I did go to boarding school, and then at that time, when I was away at boarding school, my um, other sister, not my guardian, um, she committed suicide. She was 27 oh years goodness. old. I was 16. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that and not because it's, uh, you know, just a story to tell. Right. But I think it speaks just volumes of the person you are and here today as, as such a testament to that perseverance that you had mentioned and overcoming those things. But also just from the perspective that you know, when, when you're going through something like uh, buying or selling a home, there's there's so many uh, aspects to that and reasons. It's a life, you know, uh, event. And sometimes you, you, you connect with people, hire people, work with people because, you know, you, you believe that they're going to help you through those things. But to know someone like you is out there who obviously has this expertise, but these life experiences that translate into something that you can impart wisdom and comfort into those people going through a stressful time. Like, you're like, hey, I've been through stress, right? This is, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You'll come out of this okay, right? Um, How have you used this and that, we talked about earlier about compassion, but how have you taken those events, those experiences and turned them into something positive that 
um, is now benefiting others? Sure. Well, um, prayer is the main thing that uh, gets me through. And, you know, I pray for my clients and I've prayed with my clients in houses, you know, for a house that they want or whatever. And we will say prayers. And if I'm if I'm helping a seller, um, they all know that I'm a believer and that I walk with the Lord. So um, that helps them. It just gives them comfort and peace. And I just have a way of speaking to people where it can bring their stress levels down. You know, I mean, that's amazing. First of all, that, that you're putting your faith out there like that. Um, again, just speaks volumes to, to who you are. How has that been received? Uh, and obviously when those, those moments come up that it's received well, but have, have you ever had those um, just not good fits? And how do you navigate that when you, you may not feel something with a client that you want to help or pursue? You know, I just... I say what um, needs to be said. I don't, I don't throw it all out there to everybody because I'm, I'm, I could read people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I could read somebody and see, like, they don't want your Jesus talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just tone it down and, and use something that they, they will understand or that they can relate to, you know, meet people where they're at. Absolutely. Now, when, when it comes to marketing or branding yourself, how does that play a role in the way that you put yourself out there? Well, you know, I used to be a little bit afraid of that, you know, afraid of, you know, don't talk about this because, you know, that might turn people off or maybe people aren't, aren't going to be into that or maybe they're not going to choose you, you know, because of your faith. Yeah. But I'm not going to deny that. The right people will come to me, whether, you know, whether I believe or I don't believe, I'm, I'm not going to hide or be ashamed of my faith and my walk, um, to get business. Absolutely. That's not, that's, that won't work for me. <laughs> and it's also not your philosophy of chasing business either. Sure. Right? Like that even when asked uh, about like what you hope to get out of this is that you're like, I don't, I'm not looking for business because God provided those things for you. Now, how has that translated into where um, you mentioned being tough, right? What steps or what things have you found work for you the most in building uh, this new business? You know, yet four years, but still, like, I'm sure it's evolved and, and it seems like it's getting busier within the last probably year. Yes, it has been. And it, it's, it has not been easy um, because... For me, I was used to a regimen, you know, every day getting up at the same time, catching the same train, going downtown. For 30 years, I did the same thing every single day. So it, I was completely out of my element. I, I had to set my own schedule. I had to discipline myself, you know, to, to do the work, to do what I needed to do and set my own schedules. And I'm, I wasn't used to that. So that was very... Um, I was very uncertain. I had a lot of uncertainty, um, but I just kept doing it. I just kept showing up and doing what I needed to do every single day, no matter how I felt. I did it. 
And and that's the sign of a uh, of success, right? When you're able to overcome those uh, feelings and emotions of of not wanting to do something, and you hear so many people complain about it not going their way, but yet still want those comforts in life. Um, you seem like a people person, and you know that networking is such an important part, but that it comes naturally or easy to you. How have you used networking uh, to your benefit to grow your business? Sure, um, a lot of it is just putting yourself out there. Um, I know a lot of people. I've been a lot of places. I've, you know, I've gone to boarding school. I've gone to this school. You know, I worked at this job. Um, I volunteered. I did a lot of um, youth ministry stuff with my kids. So I know a lot of people. And I have a huge family. Um, and they know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We all know a lot of people. So it's just knowing people and being willing to put yourself out there and talk to people. And, you know, I, I know they say like, there's a lot of people that go around and say like everywhere they go, they're in their grocery store. Like I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor. I don't do that necessarily so much because I'm not pushy and salesy. You know what I mean? I, I don't like to be sales, you know, salesy. I just like to be me. And so if the conversation comes up, you know, I was just roughing a volleyball game last week. I was going to bring that up. Is that, and the two like, women behind me at the table, I'm roughing and they're talking about the woman's like, oh, I got to sell my house and we just outgrew it. So I like in between the games, I was like, so I was overhearing you talk and, you know, I'm a realtor, whatever. She asked for my business card. She's going to call me. So no way. Yeah, that's amazing. So how did you first of all, let's just. Uh, since you brought it up, how'd you get into high school uh, officiating for volleyball? And yeah, just like, what's that experience like? Yes. So I played volleyball and I coached my kids in volleyball and I love volleyball. It's my sport. So um, when I was let go from my company in 2018 and I was still kind of trying to figure out what I needed to do or wanted to do, um, that opportunity came up, you know, to be a volleyball ref. And I thought, well, I would love that. And (laughs) I love the game and I'm going to get paid for that. What? Like, okay. So, um, that's when I started doing refing for volleyball. And you've been doing it ever since? I have. Yeah. And that's also going into my fourth year. So. Wow. Obviously it's working for you. I mean, you get to enjoy something and make some connections. And now the other point that you had brought up, uh, which I think is an important point to bring up is just how you're not this salesy type person, right? But one of the things that, um, I've, we just hear a lot of, and we've even done surveys and asked people outside of the real estate industry of the perception of realtors. And it seems that it's moving more towards, unfortunately, the the used car salesman, right? Um, that very salesy approach and everyone's like, oh, if you need to buy or sell, I'm your person. And, you know, how has have you had to overcome some of the negative stereotypes within the industry or, you know, have you? Like, what, what have you experienced? And, and maybe you could share a little um, or shed some light on that. Sure. It's... More for me, it's just more about being myself. I am not, I put stuff out there on social media, you know, constantly that, you know, if I have a listing or um, just letting people know, you know, I'm not putting it in your face, but you're going to know, you know, that I'm a realtor. But I mean, a lot of, for me, a lot of my business comes from referrals. Yeah. So it's people referring to me, uh, people that I know that hear somebody that wants to buy or sell and they're like, hey, you know, I know this girl or this is my friend or you should call her. And they send people to me. And that that I like, too, because 
people are going to use people they know, like, and trust. Of course. Right. So <clears throat> always, always, always. Yeah. Um, and how has that been for you kind of now stepping into more of this? Because I'm assuming when you were working your corporate job that promoting yourself on social media, creating a personal brand wasn't as, or at the top of your list, right? How has that been a learning experience for you that you can maybe share a little bit about, give some an advice to, to new realtors, right? But the importance of branding yourself and being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. That was difficult for me because for me, when I'm living in uncertainty, I am not about putting myself out there. You know what I mean? I'm uncertain. I, my self-esteem might be a little bit like, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling my worth because I don't have a ton of business. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So um, actually what I first did when I became a real estate broker too is I drove for Uber. I also was an Uber driver. And I you would... You are a hustler. I know. I mean, my God. The work I'm not afraid is, to work. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, so at least you know you're going to get a hardworking realtor. Yeah. So I would give my business cards out, you know, to my passengers or whatever. For you. You know. So it, that was a little bit hard at first to brand myself on social media because I am I'm not fake, and I I I don't do fake. I'm you know I I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If I like you, you know it. If I don't like you, you know it. So there's no hiding anything. So for me, I had to be a little, you have to be a little bit fake, you know, Mm. to brand yourself when you're not really feeling it, you know, but then I got to make these posts. So that was a little bit difficult to overcome, but just little by little, just doing it, just, just post, you know, just post something and keep, keep yourself on the radar. That's all you have to do. Absolutely. So when you're talking about like referrals, then is it more and um, you know is obviously your opinion of, of your experience, but is it more that you're getting referrals based or, or or leveraging your personal brand, your your online presence to the referrals? So it's more just like you said that oh this person's active, and so when they go to whatever it is that they're going to view, that's what you hope that translates into them contacting you versus trying to create business or, or a following through social media, right? So on one end, it's to create new relationships and, and trying for that, or are you doing it more so for those opportunities that come in the way of referrals to have something of substance to show when mm-hmm. people arrive at your social media? Which one is it? Is it more one than the other for you? So I don't think it's to get business. It's just me being me. You know, it's, it's, I have a network, you know, a network of people that, um, that I stay in contact with for as far as real estate goes. And those network of people usually refer people to me or, you know, it's friends or friends or family friends or, you know. You got a big family, so. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And talk to me a little bit about how you chose uh, Real People Realty, right? What were you looking for? Um, What advice would you give to those that are starting out but are, are, you know, haven't found a home yet? Like, what what do you, what did you look for, find within um, the branch that you're at? Yes. So they pursued me. Nice. That Um, must feel nice. Yes. (laughs) they, they, They were pursuing me for a while, so that was good. And Um, I just liked, for one, I'm just going to say this, um, the, the other company that I worked for, you know, I was giving them 40% of my commission. Mm. Okay. And 
they weren't doing enough to warrant that 40% for me. Mm -hmm. So when I would get my commission check and I would have to give 40% to them, I'm like, for what? Like, why am I giving them this money? They're, they're not really doing anything for me. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. And so real people was pursuing me to come with them and they are basically a hundred percent. You get a hundred percent of your commission. It's, it's not a hundred percent. It's probably like 97, but still <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and they have a great broker support system, yeah, you know, awesome. um, you do work from home. They have an office, but mostly you work from your home, but you can call them. They're, they're so helpful, you know, and, and the way that they help their agents and, you can call them day or night and, and they'll answer any questions and they're very knowledgeable and, um, and they're growing, you know, so well, I just, it sounds like that's where you should be uh, looking if you're a new agent, right? <laughs> a lot. We're hiring a lot of new agents. There are a lot of new agents going to real people. Yes. That's awesome. Now, as far as the, all the things that you're juggling, like what is the vision for the future? What's, what do you, what do you have on your heart to, to pursue, to do beyond growing, uh, your your name within the real estate industry. You know what what does it look like for Maggie? You know i I'm enjoying it. I like a challenge. You know, um, I like to be challenged. So, um, the my business is growing, and I'm I'm appreciating it. I appreciate the um, the clients that I have and. The commission that I'm getting, it's all really good. Um, my dream is probably to open up a healing center of some sort. You know what I mean? So I would like for that to bring me that. I would for, like for my real estate career to bring me into some sort of helping others, you know, service, you know, service work, mission work to um, help others heal. That's so amazing and so refreshing. I mean, in a world that really needs <laughs> healing, right? Uh, I don't know of anyone that's like, hey, I got this. Everything's just perfect. Um, it sounds like you're just really finding a way to live in your purpose through the talents and gifts that God has given you. Um, how can people find out more about you, connect with you, support you? Sure. Well, um, obviously, social media, you know, is a good way to do that. Um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on all those. What's uh, your Instagram uh, handle profile? It's Maggie.power72. There you go. Pretty easy. Yeah. Straightforward. Um, well, awesome. If you're out there, I would encourage you to, to follow her, support her, and, and reach out if, if you have questions, if uh, you just want to tap into that wisdom that she has and brings to not only your clients, but to those around her. I'm a testament to that. So, you know, on that note, I just want to thank you, Maggie, for coming in, being vulnerable and sharing your story. I know there's a lot more there and a lot more to unpack, but hopefully people get, you know, a chance to, to really see this other side of you that maybe they didn't know. You don't always get to judge a book by its cover, right? And, and, and again, you're a living testament to that. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. <laughs>